Magandang araw mga kabayan! Welcome to Today with Tatay Echo. Samahan niyo ako sa ilang minutong kumustahan at pakikipanayam sa mga katulad nating migrante mula sa iba't ibang panig ng mundo. Hanapin natin ang mabuti sa isang mundong balot ng pag-aalinlangan at hamon ng buhay, lalo na sa ganitong mga panahon ng pagbabago. Sa pamamagitan ng paglalahad ng mga katanasan ng mga kapwa natin OFWs. Join us as we meet regular Filipinos like you and me who are trying to find their place in this world and see goodness beyond the challenges of daily life as migrant workers overseas or now as balikbayan. Ako si Tatay Eko at ito ang Today with Tatay Eko. Magandang araw mga kabayan and let's meet our guest for today. Our guest has lived, studied, and worked in Singapore, the UAE, and Australia for the past eight years and is now an advancement office head currently based in Bacolod. He loves the arts, the food, and his twin brother. Friends, please help me welcome Mr. Carl Elmsterson Libor. Hi, Carls. Hello, Tatay Echo. Hi, sorry for um, the noise in the background, <laughs> if you can hear it. The dogs are really noisy tonight. It's alright, no worries. Maraming salamat for uh, saying yes to the interview ngayong araw na ito. Let's just jump right into the questions. Paano ka naging OFW? At kailan mo nasabi sa sarili mong magiging OFW ka? It came as a surprise to me actually, to be honest. Um, very candid uh, yung decision ko to go overseas. Uh, previously, my my uncle was in was based in Singapore working as a senior architect. So he proposed na, you know, um, why don't you try working in Singapore? Previously, I worked in uh, the BPO industry at the same time. I was a teacher here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And uh, parang ano lang, parang um, I was 22 then, you know, trying to explore what's out there. Initially, wala akong idea like, how it is to live overseas. I was very sheltered growing up. Um, <laughs> I my parents, I lived with my parents ever since I was born. So, ayon. Um, and then uh, when I got to Singapore, sobrang hirap maganap ng trabaho. But eventually, I got so lucky, and I found a job in Singapore. So hindi siya yung parang OFW story na parang nangailangan uh, in dire need yung pamilya sa Pilipinas kaya naglumuwas ng bansa to go um, and seek for greener pastures. It was more of um, a, a random decision, kumbaga. Mm-hmm. I actually booked the ticket, uh, just, you know, full disclosure. We booked the ticket like 24 hours, literally before the flight oh to Singapore. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, hindi siya, hindi siya decided. Although, when I started working overseas, I really enjoyed uh, everything there is to you know to, to being an OFW um, and and being Filipino at that. So describe to us the first year overseas as a migrant worker and how was it different now that you've gone home? Um, first year was very tough. Uh, that's something that expect that's expected, especially you know I, I mentioned a while ago. Um, I live with my parents. I'm very close to my mom. And the se- like, tinatawag yung separation anxiety and, um, you know, homesickness. That's very true. So, pretty much, like, the first six months because of Singapore, um, I was very depressed. Like, umiiyak ako almost every night. Kasi the feeling of, of, you know, of not being around my family, not being around my parents and my siblings, nakaka, ano, nakakalungkot. But at the same time, um, parang yun yung motivation ko. 
sinasabi ko nga it's it's surprising that I lasted that long in Singapore knowing na I'm so close to my parents. Tapos parang the thought of na malayo ako sa kanila, parang I couldn't even imagine that to happen. And me lasting that long in Singapore, I was so, so surprised with myself then. How do I feel like uh, now na bumalik ako sa Pilipinas? Siguro ano, um, it was more of it was more of like an opportunity for me to be able to you know to, to connect with my roots. Because mm-hmm. when I was working overseas, you know, for for the past years, hindi ko talaga nagawa yung yung gusto ko gawin. You know, when I was in university, I was very you know, the HIV cause is very close to my heart. So that's something that I get to do back here. And siguro yun na rin, to be able to help people spread awareness, uh, spread mm-hmm. education about HIV and and all those stuff na that I've been meaning to ano to get connected with. Because yun yung parang advocacy and cause that I'm really that's really close to my heart. Do you think you needed to go out of the country to grow more as a person, as a professional? Aside, of course, for the, for the other reason of why you actually went overseas, but do you think it actually helped yeah. you to grow? Definitely, definitely. Um, I always believe that you, the, the, the more people you get in touch with, the more open you are to other cultures, the more, mm-hmm. um, the more mature you, you grow as a person. Um, my my experience in in Singapore and Dubai when I was in Australia, all those hardships along the way, all those friends that I um, I get to meet, it molded me to become a, a better person in a way na parang more empathetic ako towards others. Because nung dito ako sa Bacolod nga, uh, you know it's it's totally different. Like the ballgame is totally different. But overseas, because yung competition mo overseas is not just Filipinos. Eh. It's with other nationalities. So if you don't step true, it up, true. you really get le- uh, left behind. So yun siguro yung parang ano. That's the biggest takeaway with my experiences in OFW is, you know, when you are faced with like challenges, you don't you don't just become complacent. You step it up, and you know, kung yung competencia mo jan, you know, your your Filipino peers, for example, yung yung colleagues mo, you you get to help them. You know, the best way you can. Kasi it's not asked in your job. Pero kailangan mo tumulong kasi you need to do it for, for, for the good of everyone. I worked, when I was in, in Dubai, I worked for a British company. So very straightforward sila. Mm-hmm. Like you can never be emotional. And us Filipinos kasi, we are, very, we are so attached. Like sabihan ka lang ng, uh, ng co-worker mo na parang something bad. Parang you feel so, so bad about it. But you know, with British people, they're so candid. Na parang sasabihin nila whatever whatever it is na naisip nila. And you don't you don't need to be offended. If it's true, then possibly you can call them out. And you know, you always consider that as constructive criticism. Hindi ka sasabihan ng boss mo na tanga ka if you didn't do something wrong, right? If you did do something wrong, admit to your mistake and never do it again. That's just the the meat of it. Siguro ano? You become more independent. You become more open to criticisms. Yun yung pinaka-importante. Kasi working in Bacolod now, I get to see the difference. Alam mo, yung, you want to change a culture here in the Philippines na parang nakasanayan na kasi. Nakasanayan na ng tao na ganito. So they don't want to venture out. They don't want to, to get outside the box. And you want to change that. Because change is needed, especially in an organization na kailangan mong baguhin ang sistema in order for you to drive the whole business to a more digital, uh, digitally adaptable business. Hindi ko alam sa ibang organization, but here in Bacolod, most of the time, it's all paper, pen and paper. 
Mm-hmm. Hindi siya online. And with my experience in IT in Singapore, mas na discover ko pa yung, yung the power of uh, digital tools, for example. I get to share that to my colleagues. Yung, um, yung, yung experience siguro at saka yung learning ko and knowledge from, from my overseas work. Na-impart ko sa kanila at the same time, pare-pareho kang may nag-grow in an environment where we all share a common ground. Yun niya yung online platforms. Uh, I work for a school now. So, siguro, ano, it's, it's a, a, an advantage, rather. It's an advantage for me to share that, um, especially to the teachers, to my fellow staff. Yung para, you know, we are all in this together, kumbaga. <laughs> so, having lived in several different countries, how did you adjust to the cultural differences when you came into those countries? And was, mm-hmm. was there anyone who helped you along the way? Siguro with when it comes to cultural differences, you you get to adapt eventually over time. In Singapore, for example, where pretty much everyone speaks English, at saka yung the way they speak, may manner talaga ng ng pagsasalita. And you have to learn that. You have to unlearn True. what you learn uh, in the Philippines uh, and learn that new language in order for you to adapt. Um, I have a funny story. I'll share ko lang real quick. <laughs> so when I started working uh, in IT in Singapore, I used to, you know, to pick up calls and, you know, to say, hello, um, this is IT support. How can I help you? And literally, like, all of the calls that I got from all the IT support that I am supposed to support, hindi nila ako naintindihan. So eventually, my boss, my Chinese boss, and my, um, my Australian boss told me na kailangan ganito yung accent ka lang. So, siguro yon, more like experience din siguro. Mm-hmm. Hindi, hindi ako na-shock in a way kasi I am so accustomed to sort of, um, siguro yun yung parang ano ko, yung parang advantage ko is I'm really good with like languages and how to pick up like those nuances from other languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of uh, Dubai, for example, Middle East, it's very conservative. So, you have to do adjustments as well. The way they speak English is totally different from this English that I'm so used to. In terms of, uh, siguro, the entire picture of culture, um, siguro mga customs, mga traditions nila na kailangan mong i-follow. And you have to respect it. Mm-hmm. As um, an OFW, siguro, ito yung pinaka-importante mong kailang. You have to realize that uh, you are there as a tourist, kumbaga, and you're just working there. You're not a local. Um, you don't get the same rights as the locals do. Ayun, ay, siguro, over time, over time, you get used to it. Hindi siya, hindi siya parang after, so you have to put a timeline, parang after six months, dapat din ito na siya. It's, ano, sa, sa pace mo yan eh. Hindi mo siya pwedeng, hindi mo siya pwedeng ipilit. Ano mo yun? So, what does your average day look like there, overseas, and now here in Bacolod, the Philippines? And what do you consider a good day? Um, overseas, siguro, um, you know, it's very, it's a sort of a routine. You wake up, you go to work, you knock off work, you go home. You do work out if you work out, and then you sleep, and then you do the same thing over again. In the Philippines, hindi siya, hindi siya masyadong, ano, hindi siya masyadong different. In a way na, siguro, I'm so used to my city that I, I actually don't go out as often as before dito sa city ko. Kasi, ganun din eh. Um, I, I prefer to meet my friends, like, in their homes, and magdadala ko ng pagkain, or sila yung visit sa house ko. That's pretty much what's happening here. Dun kasi sa overseas, you get to do a lot of things kasi nga, hindi mo lugar yon. Except if you've if you stayed 
um, in that place for so long, alam mo yung ano, alam mo yung place, like the back of your hand, you know? So, ano, wala sigurong normal day. Kasi yung normal day is usually just normal day. Yung difference na siguro ito na lang. Yung difference na siguro is when, um, when it comes to holidays. I mean, Christmas, yung New Year. Pag andun ka kasi sa labas, iba yung feeling eh. Parang normal day na lang. Especially pag may work ka pa during that day. Parang hindi siya ganun ka-meaningful, I guess. I don't know. Siguro, it, it just depends on the people you surround yourself with. You know, if pretty much most ng mga kasama mo doon, nagtatrabaho din during Christmas season, parang wala lang din. And even birthdays. Diba, you get to celebrate in grande dito sa Pilipinas. You get to invite all your friends. Doon sa labas, limited lang eh. Kasi depende din sa budget mo. Limited lang din. What I like about when I was working in Dubai is because I work for a British company, it's totally different pag birthday mo. Kasi pag lalabas kayo, sila nagbabayad ng lahat mo kinakain. At kung iniinom nila, kinakain nila. Sila nagbabayad. You don't have to worry because it's your birthday. In the Philippines, it's totally different. Yun nga, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. Parang bakit, ano, bakit dililibre mo yung friends mo? Kasi siguro, the culture is, that's sort of your Thanksgiving every year. Parang yung Thanksgiving day mo sa mga friends mo at sa family mo, kaya nagpapahain ka. But it's totally different, at least dun sa mga set of friends mo when I was in Dubai. Kasi sila yung nagpapahain sa akin, nagpapainom. Yun lang. <laughs> What did you like most about your job overseas and now the work that you're doing in the Philippines? Uh, working overseas, I get to I get to do things that I don't do normally. Uh, I get um, so in Singapore, I used to work in IT. I learned a lot, like sinat a lot. Talagang sobrang damik mga learning dun sa trabaho ko. And I I'm not really sure, but during my time when I was in Singapore, parang part ng yung key performance indicators for for uh, an employee every year is to do two training. One is a technical training and the other one is a soft training. Tatoo yun sa, ano, sa company namin. Kasi mm-hmm. used to work in a main contractor. So, siguro yun lang. Parang sasabi ko parang, it's really good because you get to experience parang free education, kumbaga. And then you get to upgrade your skills. That's something that I want, that I'm bringing here home in my current job. Na parang ini-encourage ko yung HR. Um, in connection with their IT department to create modules for us to train our teachers and staff na ma-upgrade yung kanilang um, yung IT knowledge nila. And uh, working in Dubai naman, I used to do um, business development and marketing, online marketing. So siguro yun din yung ano, yung, yung parang there's so much that you can do online and andun lang eh. It's a matter of like knowing how to do it and assigning someone to do it. And that's what I'm trying to bring back home to my work now, so workplace ko. Um, being um, the advancement head. Kami kasi naghahanap ng parang pera for the school. Parang <laughs> um, nearly focusing now on providing scholarships for students. So, yun din. Siguro yung IT training at yung marketing training is the perfect fit. Kung pagbalik ko dito, you know, the school needed, I think the school needed help to bring their, their current uh, system online. Kasi that's what I mentioned, parang pen and paper lahat. So, ayun. Um, I suggest a lot during our admin meetings. <laughs> I'm very vocal about it. And maganda naman yung ano, yung reception ng ng proactive naman yung ad, uh, yung admin namin in hearing, you know, the the things that we can improve on. 
slowly but surely siguro yun yung yun yung that's what i'm very grateful about nung bumalik ako dito is yung parang sense of purpose alam mo yan i get to do i mentioned a while ago i get to do something that i love to do which is advocating for hiv education and at the same time helping out my my alma mater is in high yung high school ko kasi doon ako nagtatrabaho ngayon so dahil nabanggit mo na rin, so let's talk about your advocacies on HIV and health awareness. How sure. did that start and then where is it going now? Years ago, I had, I lost some friends um, sa HIV, mm-hmm. complications um, with HIV. And I didn't want that to happen kasi, you know, ang advanced na kasi ng science ngayon, there's treatment for HIV. You cannot be cured, but you can be treated. And the early detection for HIV, mas high ang chance mo to, for survivability. Kaya siguro, ano, um, napalapit sa akin yan kasi nga, I mentioned some of my friends, you know, who passed away because of HIV. At saka, you know, it's, it's such a taboo in the Philippines to talk about sexual health. That's the main thing. The, I'm gonna share a little bit of what we know now. You most sure, vulnerable sure. kasi na age um, is between 14 to 25 yun yung parang vulnerable age. Kasi during, the, during this period, actually even younger, 12 to, say, 12 to 25, pre-high school days, you, you begin to explore about your sexuality, you begin to question a lot of things. And in the current system, educational system, especially in the Philippines, we don't provide necessary education about sexual health, right? Mm-hmm. Probably meron, but not in depth. So... Coming in here in, in my city and realizing that there's a need for us to spread the word on how people can protect themselves and how people can get tested and to eliminate the stigma through and through mm-hmm. of testing and people who are living with HIV. Yun yung pinakamalaking challenge siguro when, when, I, when I came back home and I realized that there's a need. So what can we do about it? Where should we start? So I started training for um, CBS motivators. So basically, kami pumunta sa communities and we do HIV screening. And then we also do, um, we, we go to schools, um, colleges, and talk about HIV and sexual health in general. Ang daming, I'm connected pala with uh, Bagani Community Center. It's one of the community centers by Love Yourself. Have you heard of Love Yourself? Yes, sir. Yung parang ini-endorse ni Pia at saka ni um, Catriona. Yes. Uh, it's it's the, one of the newest TLY kumbaga, champion centers in the Philippines. And we're supposed to invite, actually we invited Catriona um, for the opening last March. Pero because of the lockdown and everything, hindi siya nakapunta and we didn't get to really launch the center. But that's okay. Yung yung pinaka ano siguro yung pinaka magandang feeling is when you when you do the testing and then they they get out of the kumbaga, they get out of the testing facility na parang they know more about HIV than before because fear comes when you don't know things. Alam mo yon yung parang lahat na ang dami kasi mga misconceptions when it comes to HIV and when you break them parang you you give that power to that person to be responsible of his own sexual health. I agree. Yun siguro yan. So sa mga ganyang pagkakataon that you experience challenges both for your advocacies and for the work that you do what keeps you doing what you do? Siguro, ano, as human beings, we have to take care of each other. And maraming tao na hindi alam yung mga bagay na dapat nilang malaman um, about sexual health. You, the, the basic knowledge when it comes to how you can contract 
or how you can expose yourself or, or you know, with risky behaviors kung paano ma-contract yung HIV. Maraming taong hindi alam yon. And most of, uh, most of these people, sila yung mga super, sobrang bata. Sobrang bata na parang, <laughs> na parang they are still starting. Meron kasing tinatawag kami parang jackpot case na parang first time and then they got HIV. Oh my God. Alam yun? So, siguro, siguro ano, hindi, it's a very, very sad feeling. It's a very, very sad feeling. But we don't want to let them feel that because there's still a chance for you to live really, really long. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the world. That's why we have a whole support system for people who are, who are reactive with HIV and we help them in the process. Alam yun? It doesn't stop when you, we've done, you've done testing. We have HIV counselors, we have doctors, we have CBS motivators around the city who help people get to that point when, you know, they, they live a normal life. It's, it's pretty much, HIV is pretty much like any other disease. Kagaya ng pag may merong heart condition, you take medicines every single day. It's the same with HIV, you take medicines every single day. Doesn't make much difference. Once you are on antiretroviral drug or ARVs, and you take those medicines religiously, your virus or your viral load really goes down. And people need to know this, especially the young ones. They need to know this because this, these facts are very important. The Philippine setup ngayon is ang daming cases, pabata ng pabata yung cases, kasi hindi siya naka-integrate sa educational system. And if we don't have that in place yet, our communities do that. We become teachers for these students. I know you're contributing a lot to the larger society now in Bacolod. As a yes. former OFW, how do you think were you contributing to the larger society of the countries that you were part of? And what can we learn from the experience? Part of, siguro, since you are part of the workforce of that country, in Singapore, maybe in Dubai, you contribute to the economy because you keep the companies, uh, you keep them growing. You know, as an OFW, you remit money as well. So you help the economy of the Philippines. Pretty much, wala akong, um, how do I say this? By making sure that you do your best as an OFW, every time you, you go to work, you're bringing the, the flag of the Philippines with you. And nakakasalamuhan mo yung iba, iba, iba't ibang lahi. And if you don't bring a really good um, foot forward, you don't want um, other people to view Filipinos as this and that. Kasi it's so common, especially overseas. When, when I was in Singapore, tinatawag yung Pilipinong ano, ipis. Tama ba? Ipis? Oo, tama. Ipis. Cockroach. That's because, you know, of their misconceptions about Filipinos. And if you, you can either break that or you can go with it. Alam mo and you want to break that because hindi lahat just because you're Filipinos make you a cockroach. When when I was working in Dubai, my 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 British bosses were so impressed that I speak English, and wow, really? they were yeah they were like, how do you learn English? Especially my boss, like my CEO ng company. The interview namin just wanna share. Interview namin parang I was answering the questions. Like just this, just like this. And then sabi ng, sabi ng boss ko parang, why do you speak like that kind of English? And I'm like, I don't know. Because everyone in my city speaks like this. Natawa ako. Natawa lang ako. Kasi na-imagine ko yung mga tao dito sa city. And then he said, parang, I want to visit your city. It seems interesting. So you go visit Bacolod and then you speak to other people too. Naiisip ko lang. If looking back, parang, ano kaya pag bumisita siya sa Pilipinas sa pumunta siya ng Bacolod? I don't know what his reaction would be if people start speaking English too. <laughs> um, my contribution siguro yun, um, to the country that I work in is 
you know, being part of the work that's so meaningful to the country and doing it well. You know, you don't just work there, but you do it well. Coming home and doing the things that I do now, it makes more sense, you know. As what I mentioned, there's a sense of purpose. Yung parang, I've done everything that I probably can do overseas. Pumalik naman ako sa Pilipinas and then do my share here. Kasi mas marami na kailangan. That's what I mentioned. Siguro the, big, the bigger impact or the biggest impact why I want to return is doing the advocacy that I really wanted to do. It sort of humanizes you. Um, when you get to speak to these people, when you get to help them, yun siguro yung pinaka, pinakamalaking magagawa natin as not just Filipinos, but as human beings, is to, to find a sense of purpose with a specific advocacy that you want to push for and help that advocacy grow. Yun siguro yun. Balikan natin yung core nung show. No? Tatanungin kita, sa palagay mo ba yung pagiging migrante ay para sa lahat? That's a very tough question because if you ask me now, hindi. But if you ask me like eight years ago, I would say, yes, definitely. I, I think the, the life as an OFW is suerte then. It's really about suerte. And hard work, of course. But before you have hard work, suerte talaga. Just to give you a little bit of background when I was looking for a job in Singapore. So, ang daming aplikante. Sobrang daming aplikante. And they were, they had years of experience. Alam mo yun, IT is a very cutthroat industry. And ang dami talagang aplikante when I, when I, when I applied. Nagkakatalo lang kami when we started the interview. Kasi dun, ko, dun naman ako nag-ano, nag-parang I, I gained the trust of my bosses sa nung interview namin. Mm-hmm. Kaya ako nakuha. Looking back, parang siguro, if I didn't have a good English, a command in English, and possibly a lot of confidence, I wouldn't get that job. So, back to your question, para ba sa lahat ang um, pagiging OFW? Siguro, hindi. Yung iba kasi, nagbigging OFW because there's a need. Alam mo yun, yung parang kailangan ng pera sa, sa Pilipinas. We need to get out of the country to seek greener pastures. Wala silang choice. But if you ask someone, for example, na parang may, may trabaho naman dito sa Pilipinas and then there's trabaho abroad, they can possibly try it. I'm not gonna say that it's not for everyone. Pero pilimpili lang kasi ang nag enjoy ng life overseas because ang hirap ng buhay abroad. Akala siguro ng, ta- ng ibang tao and you, you are one of, you know, the OFW returnees. You know for a fact how hard it is to live overseas. Hindi lang, hindi lang yung ano, hindi lang pangungulila. You don't just battle with homesickness. You battle with a lot of things. A lot of disappointments will come your way. And if you are not that strong of a person, talagang madadala ka. Madadala ka. Sobra. So, siguro hindi siya para sa lahat. But, you know, I, I encourage people to still try it. There's no harm in trying. Try it. And if it works, then well and good. If it doesn't work, ang daming opportunities sa Philippines. I just hope na, you know, our economy picks up again and that those people who get retrenched from their jobs or who are unemployed will get jobs in the Philippines. I'm still hopeful. What would you want to share to people about the countries that you've been, especially for those who are thinking to migrate professionally or personally? For Singapore, it's... Kagaya siguro ng mga, like, first world countries, they have, they follow a very strict rule of law. Um, and as migrant workers, you probably need to follow it. Not probably. You need to follow it. Ang dami kasing pwedeng mabreak 
in terms of you know in terms of yung mga, especially yung mga Pilipino they're so fond of I don't know but this is a very common experience because I worked in in the UAE and daming tao may utang it sort of ano ba it cripples them to become better workers kasi yun din yung problema siguro because you you wish to work overseas and then if you are there already you don't have enough financial education nababaon sa utang yung ano tao Siguro, I, I believe everyone should be educated in terms of their finances, even before they go outside of the country. Hindi kasi ganun ka-integrated. Unlike siguro pag kumuha ng parang accountancy course or financial management course, pero pag kumuha ka ng parang any other course na parang walang strong financial education, ang hirap talaga. I think anywhere anywhere in the world, mahirap pag wala kang financial education if you migrate as... Uh, you know, uh, OFW or possibly kung gusto mong mag, mag-migrate na to, to another country. That's parang the first step. First step. Siguro the second step, um, if you wish to migrate elsewhere or to work overseas, is to always keep an open communication with your family back here. Kasi naiibsan yung parang kalungkutan if you get to speak to your family. I know some people go overseas just to escape the Philippines, but at the end of the day, mamimiss mo yung pamilya mo eh. Mamimiss yung mga friends mo dito sa Pilipinas. So, keep an open communication. Yun yung pinaka-importante. And lastly, if you want to migrate overseas, you need to have the courage and the bravery. <laughs> Siguro kailangan mo talaga ng maraming guts. Sobrang daming guts. You have to be very cunning when you're overseas. You cannot be complacent. Kasi nga, I mentioned, grabe yung competition overseas. Iba siguro yung experience as an OFW and as, if, if, you, if you apply for a country and you want to migrate to that country as, um, as an immigrant, iba yung experience. Kasi pag OFW, you have to be very competitive. And you have, uh, as what I mentioned, you have to, to have a courageous heart to, to go and, and weather all the storms. Yun siguro. And of course, prayer. Huwag mong halilimutan yan. <laughs> That's probably the most important thing na madadala mo. So always pray and seek for spiritual guidance. Siguro as a, as a closer for this interview, maybe a final word of advice for, for people who are thinking about becoming OFWs. Being an OFW is an opportunity and at the same time, it's also probably a curse. An opportunity because you get to experience more of life than what you're used to back in the Philippines. But it's also a curse kasi malayo ka sa pamilya mo. Yun lang yeah, yun lang siguro eh. You have to battle homesickness. Kasi when you cross that line of not feeling so, you don't pity yourself kasi nakakaawa ako kasi ako lang mag-isa dito sa, sa bansang ito. I don't have a lot of friends. I don't have family here. Once you cross that line of self-pity, you become a stronger person. And kaya siguro ang daming success stories ng OFWs because of this. Because they turn it around. Parang this feeling, this really bad feeling of being away from people that I love will bear good fruits, you know, in time. Hindi siya, hindi siya, hindi siya madali. The experience that I had working overseas is totally different from the experience that you had as a migrant worker. The, 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 only, the only thing na mapapabaon ko sa, sa ibang, especially to the young ones who wish to, to venture into being an OFW, is to be very steadfast with everything and be always always keep a very very strong heart. Yun na siguro. Very strong heart. 
ang dami mong marinig if you're if you're working overseas and ang daming disappointments and if you don't battle that feeling it will consume you and it will it becomes a shadow na parang ayoko na siguro mag OFW ayoko na nito ayoko na nito ang dami mong question you won't be able to to experience or you won't be able to say na na successful ako or hindi ako successful unless you try it so if you have the means to go overseas or may pambabayad ka for for a flight or for a visa anywhere you know if visa requires for that country then go do it makipagsapalaran ka and always pray once magkatrabaho ka do your best for your family but you always set parang you always set standards you pag nagpadala ka kailangan ganito lang you have to set aside something for savings because hindi everyday OFW ka eventually you're going to retire swear to ka if you retire elsewhere na parang first world country say Canada or Australia and you migrate there pero pag uwi ka ng Pilipinas and you don't have savings and you know proper financial education mahirap yun lang siguro yun Maraming salamat, Carlos, for the many insights that you've shared ngayong araw na ito. I am blown away by the maturity of the words and the experience, the amount of experience that you've had in the past eight years. Maraming salamat for being part of Season 3. Thank you. Thank you, Tata Echo, for the opportunity. Yeah, and we hope that you stay safe during these trying times. Ingat ka sa Bacolod. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Maraming salamat sa ating guest, Mr. Carl Amsterson Libon. We wish you great success in your advocacy for a healthier generation of young people. Bago po tayo magtapos, let me share with you a quote from American historian and poet Abrajani. The pursuit of excellence with unrestrained passion can lead to the accomplishment of wonders with unsurpassed joy. Muli po ito si Tatay Eko na nagsasabing, Remember, you can change the day, but you can change your attitude towards it, so be someone's reason to smile today. This is Today with Tata Eko Season 3.